0: Welcome to Kaiser Weekly Podcast, and I thank you for tuning in to our inaugural episode. Now, this is hopefully going to be a one-stop shop for information about your local news, events, activities going on around Kaiser, West Virginia. Today's episode is probably going to be a little bit abbreviated, just due to the last-minute decision that I made to go ahead and get an episode out and airing. And hopefully, as we continue on you'll be able to anticipate a lot more information on this podcast. So before we get going any further, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Brandon Coble, and I'm a graduate of Kaiser High School, 1997. I moved up here in 1995 from Crawford, Texas. So it was quite the change in the environment. Went from the hot, short winter state to a very long winter state. One of the things that I can always remember is showing up to school and I had my big heavy coat on and everybody else is still walking around in t-shirts and shorts. And I'm thinking to myself, these people are absolutely crazy. What I found is over time, my body finally adapted to the weather conditions of West Virginia. And now I can wear shorts and a t-shirt when it's a lot colder than what I used to be able to do. So, like I said, 95-96 is when I attended Kaiser High School. I played football my junior year, uh, Kelly Day's first year of coaching. I ran track for Coach Jim Turbin, and I ran cross-country for Coach Brun. All of these three I highly respected and was very blessed to have the opportunity to participate underneath of them. We also did the FFA and was the vice president of our chapter under Bob Knotts and Carol Webb. And I know for a fact that Bob Knotts is retired. I'm not sure about Carol Webb, but that was a great educational uh, thing for me as well. And now it's my chance to give back to my community that has blessed me immensely over the years I will say this, a lot of people were have always questioned whether I wanted to move up here or not. Believe it or not, I did, and I was so glad we did because the sign that says Kaiser City Limits, home of the friendliest city, there's a lot of truth to that. We have our problems, we have our difficulties, but in the end, we really have a great town, a great city to live in. So with that being said, Let's go ahead and let's jump in a little bit and see what I have prepared for y'all. In the news, which I don't have a lot of news, just due to the fact, like I said, I was running behind and decided at the last minute to close a former podcast in order to start this one. Probably the biggest information coming out of the news this past week was the fact that the felony charges were dropped against uh, Mr. Biggs. He is still facing misdemeanor charges for his role in what they're calling the largest deer poaching case in West Virginia DNR history. Now, I will say this. I know Mr. Biggs. I know his family. We all make mistakes. I'm not writing what they've done, but I'm not condemning them either because I've made plenty of mistakes in my life and I've hoped and I've prayed that people would forgive me for my wrongdoing. And I know that, Looking back on it now, I'm sure they wish that they would not have participated, but they are not the only ones as there are several others still awaiting trials. And as the results of that come out, we will we'll post that on, uh, on our podcast. Potomac State College has named a new Dean of Academic Affairs. Phil Dothit will start July 1st. Currently, he's the Associate Dean of Academic Affairs on the campus. He's been a part of Potomac State College for 32 years, serving in a lot of different roles. Mr. had earned his business administration associate degree from Potomac State College. And then from there, he got his bachelor's degree in business administration from WVU and also his MBA in management and marketing. Now, looking to this week, we have the Catherine Church Award. And it will be presented at the Rotary Club annual dinner on the 14th. This year's nominees are Hannah Felton, the daughter of Steve and Misty Felton. Alexa Shoemaker, daughter of Chris and Tammy Shoemaker. And Avery Smith, daughter of Justin and Karen Smith. So these young women had to meet the following criteria to be a nominee. You had to participate in school athletics for at least two years maintain a 3.0 GPA or better, and serve as a positive role model for underclass women, along with representing the school whenever they were out and about. Now, as most of you know, our local paper has been picked up by the West Virginia News, and they will take ownership on May 1st. Make no mistake about this, this podcast is not trying to replace our newspaper, because they do a phenomenal job. And in all honesty, I'm just going to highlight things. Now, there might be some other things that I'm capable of doing, like interviewing people and you hearing them on the podcast. But, uh, you know, I think this is a great thing for our paper. Hopefully, West Virginia News will put some more money behind them and give them the resources that are needed to continue to do the excellent work that they do day in and day out. Now, some... News that you may not realize, Mineral County continues to have the highest amount of COVID-19 in the Cumberland, Maryland, West Virginia metro area. We have 28,854 cases per 100,000 residents as of April 5th. Not only that, but as of the 5th, they've also reported a total of 514 total deaths from the very beginning. So just be aware COVID 19 is kind of falling off the map. Nobody's really talking about it anymore. But supposedly, we still have an issue. So just be cautious. That's all I'm saying. I'm not claiming anything. Just be cautious. So let's talk Kaiser High School sports real quick. April 9th, the Kaiser track and field team headed out to Morgantown for the Morgantown Invitational. The Kaiser boys were able to come home with a 7th place overall finish, tallying 70 points. The girls, they put forth a great showing. This was a huge meet. Okay, people, this isn't your 3 to 4 schools. This is a huge meet. Kind of gets the kids ready for if they're going to run at states and even regional, to be honest with you. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to list anybody that had a top 10 finish a personal best, or a school record time. Now the school records I want you to understand are not the fastest time in school history. The school records for this website that I use, they base a school record off the top 20 times in an event per grade level. So they they will put you into a category above everything else based off of your grade level and your time and they'll take place you into the top 20 of that category. So, for the boys, in the 400-meter, Jack Stenslowski places 10th with a time of 55.72. In the 800-meter, Eden Parks places 9th with a time of 2.10.71. In the 1600-meter, Eden Parks, once again, has a personal best of 456.46. Griffin Powell has a great run and sets a personal best at 5.14.63. And Tyler Lannon has a personal best of 5.30.20. In the 3,200 meter, Griffin Powell places 10th with a time of 10.50.69. Dirk Shoemaker has a school record for, of 12.29.82, which is the 15th fastest time for his grade level. In the 110 hurdles, Gavin Selesky places 6th with a time of 18.37. Colin Selesky places 8th with a time of 19.04. In the 300 hurdles, Colin Selesky gets 7th with a time of 47.63. The 4x18 consisting of Parks, Powell, Lannan, and Hedrick place 7th with a time of 9.21.49. The 4x110 shuttle hurdles consisting of Barnett, Selesky Brothers, and Pridemore take 4th place with a time of 10690 In the shot put... Gabe Ryan brings home gold for Kaiser with a 4705.5. In discus, Dimitri Schultz places fourth with a throw of 12406, so that's 124 feet, 6 inches. Gabe Ryan takes fifth with a throw of 121 feet, 10 inches. In the high jump, Harris Boggs places second, bringing home silver with a jump of 5 foot, 10 inches. And in the pole vault, Griffin Powell, finishes 7th with a eight jump of 8 foot 6 inches. Now for our girls, they struggled a little bit more, but nonetheless, they put forth their best effort, and we had a lot of PRs and school records uh, that were made in this event. So in the 200 meter, Hadley Courtney sets a personal best of thirty two thirty eight. In the 400 meter, Janiah Layton sets a school record, making her the 8th fastest in her grade level, with a time of 109.44. In the 1600 meter, Scarlett Cameron has a personal best of 6.41.13 and then Sydney Swingle has a personal best of 7 minutes 7 seconds. In the 3200 meter run, Scarlett Cameron once again shows up with a school record for her grade level with a time of 14 minutes 0 seconds and that makes her the 5th fastest time. In the 4x1, the team Broadwater, Kessner, Leighton, and Del Signor take 9th place with a time of 57.53. In the 4x200, Broadwater, Kessner, Leighton, and Del Signor once again take 10th place with a time of 158.87. And then in the 4x400 four meter, Broadwater, Del Signor, Leighton, and Green finish 10th with a time of 457.97. So congratulations to all the Kaiser runners. Super proud of you. I loved track growing up. Track was the sport that really my parents did not require me to play. And I don't know if that caused me to love that sport even more. My very first year, a lot of people don't realize this, my first year running in junior high, I was so terrible that I came in last place every stinking race. And I would make excuses to the coach as and come up with reasons why not to be able to run. I hated losing. Anyway, I spent the entire next summer uh, or that summer uh, running nonstop, trying to improve my form and my speed. And by the following year, things started to improve for me. So I love track. I love competing with myself. And I love competing against other people. But that is the beautiful thing about track is that. It really is about just becoming a better person and a better athlete than you were the last race. So that's one of the big reasons why I really push the times on the personal best and the school records, because these kids don't just compete. They're not going out just to compete against the other runners. They're competing against themselves. And that's going to be an important tool that they're going to use in life to become better individuals, is learning how to to set a standard for themselves and eclipse that. So once again, coaching the boys is Scott Fury. And my hat's off to him. He has done a phenomenal job taking over after Coach Turbin, who, God bless him, was a great man that is dearly missed. And I look forward to continuing to bring updates on our track team as they compete through this season. Now I'm going to look at this upcoming week for Kaiser Athletics. And what we have going on, people, show up for these kids. They are your future, and if you're not backing them up, who is, okay? If you have the opportunity, come and watch something. Everybody loves sports. We'll spend all the time in the world watching the professionals when our local kids need us. So that's why I'm kind of giving you a rundown of the athletics, For this week, our Kaiser tennis team will face off against Allegheny on the 11th, which will be tonight when you're listening to this. They're going to do this at 4 p.m. at Allegheny. The varsity track team will be competing on the 12th at 4.30 p.m. at Kaiser. The softball team will face off against Moorfield on the 13th at 6 p.m. at Kaiser High School. The varsity track team will compete in the Charlie Pritt Classic. On the 14th at Preston, and that's at 3.30 p.m. start time, the baseball team will face Pendleton County on the 15th at Kaiser at 1 p.m. And also, it's almost like a doubleheader, they will compete in the Legends Tournament on the 15th at 5 p.m. So that's the list of Kaiser events for their athletes. Please show up. Support these kids, encourage them on, let them know just how proud of them we are. Now, we'll continue on in sports, but this time we're going to talk Potomac State College. So, we have a college people in our town. I know that a lot of times you drive by and you're like, oh, look, it's Potomac State. A lot of towns don't have that. Having that college gives us another opportunity to see sports and to see some good games and some great athletes that are playing in our community. So the Potomac State baseball team won a doubleheader against Scotland Prep this weekend, 5-1 to one and 6-3 to three respectively. They'll be playing again on the 13th at 3.30 p.m. versus the Shenandoah University, and that game's going to be played in Kaiser at the college. Then they're going to have a doubleheader against the College of Southern Maryland on the 16th, and the game times are going to be noon and 2 p.m. Once again, congratulations to Coach Little, who had his 800th win this past weekend. In softball, the Potomac State College girls are going to play Allegheny College of Maryland on the 13th in a doubleheader in Cumberland. The game times for that are 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. On the 14th at 3 p.m. and 5 p.m., they're having another doubleheader. They will be facing off against Hagerstown Community College, and that game will be played, those two games will be played in Kaiser. On the 16th, guess what? Another doubleheader. They'll be playing at 1 o'clock and 3 p.m. versus CCBC Catonsville, and that game, once again, will be at Kaiser. So if you're looking for something to do and you love sports, there is no shortage of games or sports that you can go and watch in the Kaiser area. Now let's take a little look at events that are going or going on around our city this coming week. Now I'm going to start with this one. It's a little bit out of sequence as I kind of jumped around a lot uh, trying to find all this information. But April 16th, starting at 5 p.m. at Hoover's Bar and Grill. It is a benefit for Scott Fury. Yes, the Kaiser boys track coach, but he's not just a track coach. He's a tra- track coach. He's an educator. He's a teacher. He's a dad. He's a husband. And he is a friend to so many people within this community. He has touched more lives than most of us will ever dream of. And we they're going to throw a benefit for him to try to raise money. He's going through a tough time. His family's going through a tough time. We want to show our support. We want to help him out as much as possible. They are going to send all the donations and proceeds from this event straight to the Fury family. So, no money's going anywhere else. They will have prizes and items to bid on. That includes 50 50 drawings, gift cards, experience packages, restaurant gift certificates, gift baskets, photo session gift cards, and much, much more. People, I beg you to come out to this event. Not only is it a great cause, but you're going to a great location in the Hoover's Bar and Grill. Please show up and support the Fury family. Now, on April the 20th, Lifeline Screening will be coming into town at the Polish Pines Golf Course. That's gonna be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Screening offers, a the screenings offer a five test package that checks the risk of stroke, cardiovascular disease, and many other chronic conditions. You do have to make an appointment. The number to call is one 792 8480 If you want a discount, use the code HSOC001. Pre-registration is required to be there. The packages start out at $150 and single tests are $70. From there, let's look over and find something going on at Potomac State College. And we have the Jazz Ensemble host Big Band Jazz Festival on 4-12 at Church McKee Art Center starting at 6-30 p.m. This will have local bands, including the Washington Middle School, Mount Savage Middle School, Braddock Middle School, Fort Hill High School, Mountain Ridge High School, and the Potomac State College slash Community Jazz Ensemble. And that is probably something that's worth checking out. I think I might be in attendance for that as I do love some jazz music. So, and I like to support my locals. We also have the Kaiser City Council meeting on the 13th at 6 p.m. at City Hall. It's always very important to show up and to see what's going on around our community. Marino County Schools will be having a three-hour early dismissal on the 14th of this week. Parents, write that down on your calendars, please. I don't want to hear of a kid sitting at the bus drop-off because the parent forgot to pick him up. I also don't want to hear any complaints when the teachers call and say, hey, listen, we want to go home. Your kid needs picked up. 414, three-hour early dismissal. We also have the Happy Farmers Market at Tractor Supply taking place on the 15th. Uh, Mineral County schools have an OS day, so no school on the 15th. So here's what we got. Three-hour early dismissal on the 14th, no school the 15th. Enjoy the weekend, kids. So on the 16th at 9 a.m., is the West Virginia Make It Shine Trash Cleanup. They are still looking for more volunteers. Unfortunately, I don't have any details. There wasn't anything listed. Their focus is going to be on the north branch of the Potomac River and New Creek. It's a great thing that's going on. If you get a chance, if you're bored, you don't have nothing going on, please show up and help clean up the trash. It makes our city look better, uh, which not only appeases the eyes of people that are visiting, but it makes life a little bit more pleasant for the citizens of our community. Now on... April 30th, Guns Out at Sundown. Anger Box and Shadowburn will be putting on a performance at Clancy's Irish Pub. That's going to start at 8 p.m. Admission is $10, and you must be 21 and over to attend. So please, if you're not over 21, do not try. I hate to see you get turned away at the door. On April 23rd, from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. at the Potomac State College, The popular bluegrass band, The Seldom Seen, will be performing. Now, they've been around a very long time. At least it feels that way. A lot of them aren't the original members, but their style has not changed, and they still sound just as wonderful as they used to. The beautiful thing about The Seldom Seen is that when they first formed, They didn't do a lot of traveling. They didn't play a lot. I think they had some kind of agreement where it's something like once a week, once a month, they would do a performance. So kind of indication to the title of their band. Not only that, they actually had a concert one time where when the lights came on, the lights were shining on their feet instead of their faces, which I think is a pretty cool play. Now, April 30th at 7 p.m., you can head down to the Indian Main to listen to Easy Street, who will be performing. And they kind of have a soft sound to them. They cover a lot of genres, but a uh, really great band to listen to. If you're wanting something to do besides sports, go out and listen to some of these bands that come through here. They are very talented, and they could use your support just like everybody else. So with that being said... This is going to be a wrap for Kaiser Weekly Podcast. Like I say, the inaugural episode It's not perfect, but we're going to get there. And I look forward to communicating information to the great people of Kaiser West Virginia. So once again, I'm your host, Brandon Coble, and I'm signing off. Take care.